Chinos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Juku, a K-pop podcast, a J-pop podcast every once in a while, but mostly a K-pop podcast. We're here to have fun. It's mostly a K-pop podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're here to talk about East Asian pop culture and the like, doing, you just hanging out, having a chat, having a laugh, having a bit of banter. Um, I'm Petey Rapey, man, with no plan, and no idea of how to start a show ever. Uh, here with me is, of, of course, my tag team partner, Brandon Cooper, aka Key Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? Doing, I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's where, we'll, that's where we'll put it, and that's where we'll leave it, dude. Yes. Uh, well, I bet you're wondering what we're on about. Uh, on this show, uh, we're, we're, we're on about nothing. We're just here to talk about East Asian pop culture. And of course, we start off every episode talking about what's new, what's caught our attention since we last gathered. There's quite a few songs to pick from because it's been a couple weeks uh, since we gathered. So, uh, Kaz, what's caught your attention? Mm-hmm. Could have swore there was more shit uh, when I left off, but for some reason, can't remember. Uh, so, uh, BTOB. Uh, um is making a comeback b2b um is kind of making a comeback um and they weren't i mean they've been gone for a few months um we talked about them a while before we talked about them so long before that i forgot that we talked about them (laughs) um that's how long it's been um and they've kind of had their ups and downs so it's kind of good to see uh a group that that we were interested in making a comeback now this is their their new single movie um and it's kind of a, a an interesting little fun poppy song i will say it's not the best showing but it's a good it's a good little comeback song um it it does enough to keep you interested, um, but it's just it's kind of mediocre at best. Yeah, you know? it, it does it does a pretty good it does a, a it does its job. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not it's not an ex, it's not a hugely exceptional, but it's it's nice. It's catchy. It's fun. Like uh, I definitely uh, you know there's definitely a lot to enjoy about it. The video is interesting. Uh, and fun, I will say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought we were we were done with fucking Jared Leto Joker. I, I could have sworn we were. I mean, we were. Ma- I mean, mainly what we had to deal with was a lot of Harley Quinn, but I can handle Harley Quinn because that just involves hot girls dressing hot. But uh, I, I could have sworn we had abandoned uh, fucking Jared Leto Joker. No, because I mean. You, you can't abandon that if you go for the eight mile bit as well. So yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, if, if, just to, for, for that clarification, the video is basically like they're all like paying tributes to random movies or just like cl- cliche movie scenes, including mm-hmm. for God knows which reason playing tribute to Suicide Squad, a terrible movie. Wasn't that bad. Um, but 
I don't know, standard standard kind of K-pop boy group song. Um, not a very bad comeback. Not not the, the anything to write home about. It's not something you're gonna go show off. But if you were interested in in B two B, I think it'll I think it'll kind of draw you in and make you kind of want to see what's next from them. Um, I'm hoping that that they kind of come back with something that's a little bit more of a banger, a little bit more fire to it. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of, I don't know, certain songs just kind of put me in a weird place. Yeah. Like you might ask me about this next week and I'll feel totally different than I do right now. Um, after only listening to it once or twice. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I tend to like when comebacks are really strong and powerful and this kind of has it, but it's just not fully there for me. Um, but um, I don't think it's bad in any way, and I definitely think it's worth checking out. I think it's a good improvement. If I remember correctly, we kind of we did have a lot of mixed, kind of meh thought of, of feelings about the album once when we reviewed it for kind of our random random con pickup, which we haven't done in a while uh, <laughs> because we haven't been right. con together in a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> money's tight, folks. Yeah. Patreon.com slash whatever my name is <laughs> uh yeah moving on moving forward to the next track yeah so moving forward um kind of speaking of uh, middle of the road tracks is day six and that that sounds harsh but i uh, i i like day six i'm i'm kind of liking day six more and more as they go along um i'm finding the whole project interesting and it's kind of keeping me ingrained enough to keep checking out every each song. But I feel like there's just going to be a lot of lackluster songs or a lot of songs that just don't hit the mark very well. Yeah. And I think this is the latter. I think this is a song that's really well thought out and performed in a good way. But I just don't think it does anything super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like it. I think it sounds good, but I don't think I'm going to put it on repeat like I've been doing with BTS lately. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Day six, are kind of, especially in this, this song is kind of an, a really, really okay rock song. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so, it's so season three anime opener. Actually, yeah. no, it's a season three anime ending. Yeah, um, like, it's it, it's a song that you hear. And you go, damn, that wasn't that wasn't bad. And then they change it, and you don't even realize they changed the ending. And you're just like, at some point, you realize, like, huh, did they change the ending? Oh shit, yeah. I didn't even realize. Um, <laughs> it's so it, with this is like you hear this, and it's an interesting thing. If you're like a Day Six fan, you hear, or even just like following along with Day Six. At first, you hear this and you're like, "Wow, this is, they do rock. They do a straightforward rock sound fairly well with like some synth sounds, and mm-hmm. that surprises you and you get a little excited. Uh, and mm. that made you makes you may make you just relative on what they usually their usual sound is, which is more poppy rock and more of a like a idol band uh, situation. Like, oh, they do straightforward rock fairly well. And then, but once you actually sit listen to it. It's kind of just an okay rock song. Yeah. Like they they I don't know if there's that much uh unique about it. It's it's well done. It's it's tight. It's well made and well produced, but 
That's that's a given. I mean, <laughs> if we want to pick at it, the drums are really meh. Um, I I tend to like rock songs with really powerful drums. Like even even in the kind of monotone songs, like this kind of is. Um, like it, it it I don't know. There, there's a lot of parts of it where it's just like the instrumentation is there because it's supposed to be there. But it's like I don't know. There's just nothing ex- yeah. exceptional about it. And I'm I'm not a drummer, um, but I just kind of know what I like to hear. And yeah. like when you're gonna give me kind of like a, a punk rocky sound in that sense, I like powerful drums in a, in in yeah. that kind of sense. You know, um, you like drive and, and this is just like or interesting yeah. type drums or it's like yeah, uh, it's it's like. I mean, if I wanted to say the main thing is like, ah, it's tough. The idol band thing is tough because it's kind of in this mushy middle of it's not a good enough rock band for me to give a shit. And it's it's far from being how hard it is for any boy band to get to 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 really kind of hook me or get my attention. It's not enough of a boy band or it's not enough of a interesting fun catchy boy band for to get me interested so it's like it's in this uncomfortable this little weird middle where it's like it's not this and it's not that it's just kind of there i don't know i i i, I want to i want them to do well they seem like talented musicians uh mm-hmm. and they have a fan base and i say if this if day, if you like day six and this is young this is a nice interesting uh another offering uh and yeah. this whole it's gonna be interesting how this whole everyday six uh keeps going on uh there's still uh there's still this is a third there's still nine more releases to look forward to so look forward to that yeah uh, i mean like i said like and, and i think you said the same thing it's, it's not terrible it's not bad it's just not it, it just is not it's not um, repeatable you know you're, you're it's, it's for us great. for us it's not a song we're gonna put on repeat you know yeah it's well made it's, just, it's, it's it well it's it's interesting and it's in it fits it in a nice interesting niche into their sound but it's not it's it's not really for me it's like I feel like I'm going to be uh, we're we're both we're both Brett on a bunch of the albums that he reviewed. That's the, the the standard Brett reaction. It's like it's really well made. It's not really for me, but you know, go ahead and give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Brett being my co-host on Record Breakers, if you're not a Record Breakers listener, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, last but not least, the bunnies are pr- puppy. <laughs> yeah uh bap back with another single release um this one's called wake me up wake i like this uh, um yep wake me up inside uh <laughs> um i like it uh once again like kind of all of my picks this week have kind of been middle of the road, but I like BAP and I kind of like the BAP sound and I like what they do with vocals in songs. Um, and, and kind of how they play with that. And I, I, I like the musical arrangement on this beat. Uh, 
still not my favorite BAP song, but I think I think with what BAP is trying to kind of currently do um, and, and kind of make the strong comeback, I, I think it's a good middle song. I think it's a good like like consistent, you know, on top of whatever else you're doing stuff. Yeah. Strong visuals in the video. Um, strong message. I, I, I wouldn't even. Yeah. Uh, um. I think it's about ment- it's, I think it's like a general. This is about mental illness and this pursuit of happiness kind of a thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, been been having some interesting emotional roller coasters with uh, fucking uh, K-pop videos lately. Yeah. Uh, like. Just I, I just don't like fucking the I I it, it, sometimes you just have to watch the video and then listen to the song because like if you try to do both you'll be listening to the song and then something happens in the video and you're like I'm sorry what's going on here <laughs> like, what is like homegirl like, is, is she making a salad why is she so yeah. angry at her salad yeah um. So some, sometimes they, they don't complement each other that well. But this is a very strong and powerful song. Um, Why is Carson Allen vomiting her Tylenol? Like. <laughs> uh, so so it, it kind of does have to have strong visuals to go with it. Um, and I know some people find it silly sometimes when 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 you get the stuff in in K-pop and kind of just any kind of general entertainment. But I I, I think it's good when done right. And I think this is kind of well done in, in a think, certain sense oh, wait, it's not, i think i think i figured it out she picked up that maggot from a food they're they're in they're in the house from uh resident evil 7 they're all that's what that's where they're all at from resident evil 7 yeah <laughs> welcome to family son yeah. this is like the camera turns at the end of the video and it's fucking jack just welcome to the family son <laughs> Uh, yeah, even yeah. even the YouTube comments are confused, and they, like <laughs> they're not even shitting on each other; they're just trying to figure out the video. Um, but no, 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 I digress. Um, I I like BAP. I I'm happy to see BAP promoting and making songs and doing videos and all that stuff again, because BAP kind of was in limbo for a while. Um, so I'm just kind of super excited to see new stuff from them and kind of see them uh, keep coming out with shit. So. I'm happy for that. Go check out all the stuff that I mentioned. And uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't super excited about stuff this week. It was just yeah. I, I, I picked stuff that was there. It was either <laughs> this or pick BAP songs. I, mean, I just yeah. don't want to do that to anyone or myself. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of, just a bunch of BTS songs. It's like, I'm just listening to nothing like this BTS song. Is, you remember this one? Talk about it back yeah. then. Let's talk about it again. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I also did? Tears again. Um, I, I went through I went through uh, like kind of what what's out there a lot from um, from Monster X, and I realized the only song that I like from them is Hero. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like anything else. I just I, I just like Hero because I like the choreo in Hero. I like the song. I like everything about that particular song, but like all their other songs are just kind of meh for me yeah. 
like I just went on this journey with listening to fucking Monster X and trying to figure out if I like them or not. Like I don't know <laughs> how I got on that journey. I don't know what put me on that path, but I was just like, I need to figure out if I like took? Monster X or not. <laughs> trying to figure out what bus you took, what bus you meant to take. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you ended up at the wrong stop. Like how did I end up at Monster X station? Yeah. Do I want to hang out here? I don't know. Let me try some of the food in this. Ooh. Ooh, I don't like the spices they use. I'm leaving. <laughs> Fuck. Now I got to figure out how the, the bus to get back. <laughs> Where is the yeah. bus? And you can't figure out the other, like the station, the stop that goes the other way. You, you could have sworn it would just be on the opposite road, but it's not right on the opposite road. You have to figure out where down the street it is. It's like, I don't know. Uh... Yeah, moving on. Uh, what's caught my attention uh, this since we last talked? Since we last talked, uh, for me, it, it, we're switching over from all the boy groups to it's kind of a standard episode now where Kaz talks about the boy groups and I talk about the girl groups. Uh, I think that's like the the standard combination now. Uh, I'm going to talk about G Friend. Uh, G Friend. So we had gotten some teasers about the nice, interesting, a nice. About the G Friend comeback, we'd gotten word of a change in concept, and then we got the teasers, and and the teasers intrigued everyone because they definitely gone from a for a drastic change in concept, and now we finally got the the comeback with fingertip. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, there. I don't know if it's that drastic. I, I think it's everybody a, needs to calm the fuck down. It's it's a it's an interesting turn of like without a go, it's a nice exit from the schoolgirl trilogy. To something a little bit more, you know, uh, it's a little bit more leaning towards the girl crush concept. Uh, it's not drastic as far as the actual sound. Yeah, I, I, like, like I think it's more of like the, whoa, whoa, the representation whoa. concept is what drastically changed. So let's talk about the figure. I I've think. Been to... Yeah. I think everybody kind of was okay with what it was going to be. I yeah. think people just kind of got. I think people got a little too overly excited, right? Like, like I, th I think if you really thought about it, you knew it wasn't going to be much more than a visual change. Yeah. Which, for, I mean, that's half, that's possibly half or more than half of what people value in K-pop anyway. So, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. but, so let's bring it now. So it's a, it's a really cool song. It's very much uh, a little bit more, uh, high energy or a little bit different sound on some parts uh it still has has a uh, an overall g friend like sound uh it yeah. still has uh it still has the it guitars just, it, it it's has not a little as bit more flowery yeah less as flowery some of their other shit and more you know kind of more um, put turning up the more of the power into it and has a really cool like uh, the main thing I, I think it has is like it has a retro like eighties pseudo eighties sound, like uh, pseudo eighties pop sound, uh, with the guitar in there. Uh, they also like have like some of like the retro visuals with like uh, driving that. I think it's a. I, I want. I was about to call it a Thunderbird, but it's not that car. But it's a. 
it's it's like it looks like it belongs in cruising usa you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. or on uh also speaking uh, of fucking confusing ass vid- video where i literally i literally had to stop looking at the video so i would listen to the song yeah. because the video was confusing the fuck out of me i was just like what the fuck it's stop i was like stop I don't what is going on in this video? I need them to stop. I need them to fucking stop. Like legitimately <laughs> like I'm I'm listening to the song and I need you to fucking not, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like I was like I need you to fucking not. It's like there's a lot of things going on at once. There's like this overarching they're like going into space. This is like her and there's a car, there's a fucking retro car. It's like it's outrun for a moment. Uh, and then, like, uh, Shinbi shoots the car through a TV, uh, and then she's trying to stealth her way out of a hallway, gets shot down by MG, then has be- glass beads come out of her? Yeah. It's, and then it's, it's like... I don't, I don't even want to talk about the visuals of this video, dude. Because, <laughs> and then because, of course, MG didn't uh, double tap, uh, Shinbi came back up and shot her, <laughs> shot her away. Um... Uh, yeah, and it's all energy beams, of course. Uh, I don't know. The visuals are, are weird. But, of course, if you can't handle the music video, luckily they were very quick in dropping uh, the choreography version, yeah. which I mean, first, if, a lot so, of people might look, be the preferred If version. you weren't into the schoolgirl shit of G-Friend, that's fine. If you weren't into the musical shit for G-Friend, that's fine. But one thing you cannot deny is fucking they work hard they work fucking hard on their choreo, dude. Like, they do some shit in their choreo that, like, is crazy. Like, and that's yeah. one of the things that won me over about G-Friend is I love their choreo. Yeah. Their choreo is fucking tight. It's yeah. so goddamn tight. Like, yeah. um, like this, isn't, this isn't probably their most, like, complex setup. I, I still think that might be Mitsugusta. Mitsugusta Stu. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying. To, like, I'm trying to think now. Onibuta Uri Noon. Uh, you know, I believe that's the one where you had the fucking hopscotch game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like jumping over. Like had. That's when uh, I forget who it is. I'm thinking maybe Yuju who has to do the splits and slide under somebody. Yeah, she has to slide under while somebody else goes up and over. over. And it's like. How? <laughs> All of that is just a recipe for disaster. Um, yeah. But the choreo is fantastic. And, like, I've always, like, that's the main thing I've liked about G-Friend. Like, uh, like, I'm not really, like, I can kind of enjoy sometimes some, like, cutiness and whatever. But, like, I'm not really into the quintessential prototypical innocent girl group that just does cute dance moves and exists to kind of uh exists as a dog whistle for for fucking creepy old dudes um yeah or for to make to or, or you know masturbation material for army men uh like that that stuff doesn't really resonate with me but i like the g-friend because the songs were cool and <laughs> And then the choreo was awesome. Like the the choreo was they they didn't just have like a collection of cutesy hand motions and then like three like one one two three four dance moving movement and then cutesy winking 
No, they mm-hmm. had like fucking quality choreo from day one. Uh, mm-hmm. And that continues. So I think this is another step forward for, for them. Uh, and I, I like that they're changing up their their at least visual concepts. They're not sticking themselves in a pigeonhole. And I think that's what's important about this is that they're not pigeonholing themselves into one type of visual because uh, they could have just kept going. They, they could have played it safe and this just kept going with more schoolgirl and they could have been like college schoolgirl like with the similar outfits and like more wispy videos. But I like that. They, I, they, I think part of it also is they started doing um, they started doing more and more press you know like variety and then little spots or whatever and kind of showing off their personalities and like that's also like in the place where people really learned they had really fucking tight choreography and shit like that because they would go on every goddamn variety show and people would make them dance um uh, you know because they, they do fucking crazy shit that you're just like is so unexpected um it's not like you said because it's not just that standard cutesy shit. And then you got to kind of see a lot more of their personalities. Mm-hmm. And I think their personalities as the individual started to shine more than what the concept was. And I think when you have that, that kind of standout, you, you kind of like, it, it starts to make people look beyond what the concept is, right? Because you we, you have and we've had these groups who have lived and died by their concept, right? Like, like sometimes they won't do variety because they don't want the personalities to stand out because they're trying to go for a very specific concept. Um, and I think what happened here is they started to, in, in their individuality, outgrow that concept, right? Yeah. Like, and you can almost to a certain extent, once you pull the curtain back, you can't keep that up, you know? Yeah, yeah I think, and plus, I think, you know, they wrapped, they had those three songs, they had wrapped up the Schoolgirl trilogy, and they thought, well, the kind of ties a bow on that, let's start something new, and then mm-hmm. uh, those, you know, a good point to start something new and different. Uh, so yeah, G-Friend, uh, keeping it up, like, another, another fun quality song. Uh, Fun, catchy. I'm still jamming to it. <laughs> uh, it's on my it's on my K-pop playlist. Uh, moving on, uh, Google Dan uh, is the group that Sejong of IOI and Sejong and Mina of IOI, and I believe another member that didn't make it to IOI but was, but was on Produce One Hundred One uh, is a group that debuted last year. Had a song. It was kind of eh. It was actually even <laughs> super, super duper eh. It was very kind of uninspired. Uh, it was and disappointing. Uh, well, not really disappointing because I wasn't expecting anything from them. So it was just kind of meh, which is fine. Uh, but they found they they came back with something a little bit different uh, in the song called "A Girl Like Me." Uh, it's, it's good. It's catchy. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as call it like groundbreaking, but it's fun and catchy. Uh, it has some, a lot of good things going for it. Um, I still think it, it, it's, it's a good home for Sejong, uh, who I think is, is a, is a, is a overall, is, is a 
multifaceted star for, for in the making, uh, being kind of a variety star and a and a talented singer and uh, yeah, and, and somebody's gonna who ha- is popular. Um, uh, and we'll have to see if her popularity uh extends to the group. But yeah, the the song is good. Uh, the vid- the f- video is fun. If a bit you know kind of like just standard uh these are a bunch of visuals in sequence with the singer singing nothing special just fun um yeah overall a good song not not great but good yeah um, no i, I think, think it was i think it was um i was surprised by it like i because it ended up being a lot better than i thought it was going to um and I, I don't know. I had fun with it, and I enjoyed it. I, I, we, we've had some fucking interesting videos today, and yeah. this one, like, as crazy as it is, it's like the most normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's still out there, but it's out there in a way that's just acceptable for me. Um, yeah. I, uh, I kind of had fun with it. Uh, uh, I, I definitely enjoy the uh, the yeah. Mina making it rain moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm doing the math like it was just funny it's like uh and I remember somebody I think somebody put like a twitter post of like them putting them seeing them do that math and come up with that answer and then being triggered like it's like no <laughs> that's not the right math uh and then there's random roosters uh it's a fun video it's a fun song I I uh, there's there's a lot there's not a lot to be said for the group it's 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 tough uh they are get, this group is getting or at least jellyfish is getting some flack as like uh for for putting sejong into this group uh instead of just having her be a solo artist uh there's mm-hmm. you know, saying things like she's wasted in this group or calling it a flopped group uh and and all I could think of was like, chill. It's like two songs. <laughs> chill, like, like, like let's let's chill with the calling a group a flop two songs into their career. Like, yeah, let's calm down. I I I, I think that's what happens when you kind of have somebody whose popularity stands out, um, just in general. Like they kind of. Are like this this shining thing, like you said. This is person is kind of a big like Sejong a bigger the thing in the making, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, it, they're still in that period where this is what they would be doing in their career, like you know. Um, and it just hurts that they didn't end up in a more a group that they could grow with through that. And they had to make these transitions, you know, she's had to make these transitions because, you know, things didn't really work out with IOI and like kind of other well, areas. Well, it worked out great. And they, just, it was a, they worked out great with IOI. There just was a actual finite time. <laughs> there was a, yeah. there was a, there was an end point <laughs> and they had to. Yeah. Right. Um, um and I, I don't know. It's just it's it's hard, right? It's just hard. But I, I think you just gotta if that's the person you like and that's the person you want to shine, you just gotta support them, you know. Yeah. Um. And they can't, you know, they don't always have. It, even as uh, if she's a talented singer and uh, she's 
going to showcase her talent on on variety shows. She's going to shine there as well. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready to that that they're ready or she's ready to go for a full big time solo star push. Yeah, they had that one. Mm-hmm. They had the one song that was a hit and that Zico wrote, uh, which is nice, but. This, that's still that's still things that that need time to cultivate and plan and stuff like that. Uh, and having her in this group is a great way to just kind of keep her in the spotlight, keep her active, uh, and have her re- have reasons for her to go on variety shows without having to bear the workload all by herself. Mm-hmm. So trust the process. <laughs> We want to reference that. Trust the process. Uh, but yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, la- the last girl group uh, that I'm going to talk about, Lovelies. Uh, this is a song that is getting a lot more flack than it deserves. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of like mixed reviews, and I think it's fine. I think it's a it's a cool. It's an interesting song. It's catchy in 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 a few ways. It's it's cute in a kind of fun, quirky way. Uh, mm-hmm. It's well made. The visuals are fun. The 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 visuals are interesting in the video too, with like the mixed media aspects of it, and kind of like it it being in a in a box, but like the fact that it's constantly moving with a shaky cam, and you're kind of like going back and forth and you're like going your your perspective is shifting all the time and uh then they're switching to the cardboard from the real life people to the cardboard cutouts uh i think adds an, a nice fun kind of uh interesting it like interest into the video uh and and is is cool like the uh, I don't know, yeah, it, it, the 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 video works really well, and the song is catchy. It's not it's not the, I mean, it's not going to be a, like a. It's not it? to to make a pun. It's not wow, <laughs> but it, <laughs> nice. it is it's fun, and I, I I I think it's fun as well. Like I think it is a fun song. Like. It's not Lovely's best, but I think it's fucking fun as fuck. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, they they look great, and the visuals of the video look great, and yeah, and it's cute and fun. Yeah. Uh, like I, I don't know, I like the I really like I enjoy the vocals in this for some reason, like yeah. so much. Like I think there's something about their harmonization, like that that uh, speaks to me. Yeah, I, I really, I, I really enjoy their voices together. Yeah, so yeah, more cool stuff, and I think uh, this is this is this is nice, and I I don't haters need to stop. Back to fuck up. Uh, yeah, yeah, more cool stuff from Lovelies. Uh I look forward to more. I wish them all the best. Fighting. Uh, then not, not much else to say. Uh, throw in this one last truck. I just wanted to point out that. Uh, they they'd been teasing they they had released card had released uh their comeback don't recall but and they had originally re- teased a second version called the hidden version uh but it didn't come out initially with the release of the track uh 
and then it got reteased again to come out uh, last week. I guess at this point, uh, literally last week yeah. from the time of recording. Uh, and it, there was speculation, and mostly it was correct that it was the English version. Probably helped out by, a lot by uh, BM, their uh, their LA born member. Um, it's don't recall uh, all pretty much all of the things that we talked about last time apply. But don't recall or list of things that I apply uh, that apply. Uh, except that it's English now, which is nice and interesting. Um, if you're, I don't know, it, whether you like one or the other, it's up to the person. Um, I'm probably gonna be jamming to the Korean board version more than this version. Uh, on balance, mm-hmm. but I like that this exists. It's yeah. it's very cool to kind of listen to it this way. Uh, I don't know. Well, what do you think, Kaz? I mean, I think it's I think it's an interesting thing, an interesting thing to do. Um, I'm not against it. I don't I don't think you need to do it for every single song. Just for, I don't know. I think it's a little too much to do uh, more than maybe a few times for your really popular songs. Um, but I think it's a, a fun thing to maybe do, you know, every yeah. every once in a while here and there. And I think this is a good song to do it for because yeah. I think this is just a really, really, really good um, song to promote in in just, you know, that that you can show like yo we can do this song in multiple languages and it's such a fucking banger like yeah. um and, yeah. and it's so good and and they just have strong fucking vocals as a group and their shit is just really nice and tight yeah um and yeah and it's a nice gift for the international fans which uh they've they've been uh they've been they've been really good about like you know giving giving anyone a shout out and make everyone feel appreciated just like uh they've been they've been able to kind of be pretty pop. Have some, have, make some headway and get some, get noticed. Like they've been like, uh, they, the song debuted 63 on iTunes and like mm-hmm. they were, uh, on the, uh, they were on the viral top 50 on, uh, global on top on Spotify, which is interesting. Uh, so they're, they're making some headway, which is really cool. I will say the one thing that, uh, is a bummer on this is because it's the English version, we lost the, uh, the JSEF uh verse uh we mm-hmm. said we got a bm verse which is fine i like bm but i i that's one one of the highlights of the the, the korean version is jsf's uh uh verse uh just because of how tight it is but other than that really cool stuff i love card i'm gonna continue pushing card in front of in everyone's faces all the time just be prepared for it just understand mm-hmm. that it's gonna happen whether you like it or not <laughs> This is this is Hali Juku is uh it's gonna be the card podcast. <laughs> By God is my witness, it'll be card cast. Uh but yeah, that's it for what's new. We're gonna transition over to our headlines. So sit right there while we tell you a story. Uh do this. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the headline segment here on Halle Juku. Uh, we talk about some interesting goings on and topical topics in the world of East Asian pop culture, uh, in general media and things like that. 
Um, let's get right down to it. All right. First off, let's just start with something really cool. Um, there's actually some some really cool stuff to talk about and fun stuff to talk about today. Uh. But let's just start. Two of Korea's top storytellers unite for Kingdom, a new Netflix original series. Uh, Acclaimed director Kim Sung-hoon and writer Kim Uni uh, to break new ground in K-drama. This is an official uh, press release from uh, Netflix. Um, Let me just fix this because... What the hell? Uh, Seoul, March 6th, 2017. Oh, they place it in date. Um, Netflix Incorporated, the world's leading internet television network, as the, if they say it so themselves, uh, announced the second Korean original television series, Kingdom. Uh, the epi- eight-episode series, uh, produced by a prominent Korean drama production company, uh, A-Story, is set in Korea's medieval Joseon period, uh, where a crown prince is sent on a suicide mission to investigate a mysterious outbreak that leads him to a brutal truth that threatens the kingdom. Uh, kingdom breaks new ground by combining two popular genres in one, historical period drama and zombie action thriller. Uh, the show is a collaboration between two of Korea's strongest, strongest storytellers, director Kim Sung-hoon, whose latest success, Tunnel, was the top five movie in the Korean box office last year, and writer Kim Eun-hee, whose ser- series Signal was one of the top K-dramas 2016. Uh, they go on and talk about how excited they are, how to make it. But it basically, it's a, it's a, it's a Joe Sun period zombie show. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, look, hey, what, right, now, don't, first of all, Kaz is not saying do anything. We were recording this at like 11.27 p.m. Just understand that. That was 11.27 p.m. coming out of Kaz right now. Not this show. <laughs> And I will I will stay in here to defend you, Kaz. No, no, it's a it's a little bit of both. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Actually, um, like I don't know, dude. Period dramas have just never done it for me. I've tried with Korean period dramas. I know that's what everybody is into. I yeah. get it, guys. All right, it's it's your thing. It's your it's your fucking um. What's what's the other show everybody's really into? Game of Thrones. Like, like the period dramas are your thing, you know. But for me, I'm just, I just, I just I'm not that into the period dramas. It's just, see, I'm. They're kind of always. See, <sighs> I'm not worried about uh, it being like any other period dramas. I'm just intrigued if it's Netflix doing something where it's like out there and a little bit, you know, uh, ambitious. And plus there's yeah. zombies. I think there's going to be quality. I mean, I'm I'm kind of expecting more from Netflix than I did from fucking, uh, than, uh, than what we got the first time an American company produced a Korean drama. Drama fever. <laughs> which, which Netflix, you know. Yeah. Netflix is interested in making a good TV show. Drama Fever wanted a fucking K-drama. And wanted the most cliche fucking K-drama they can make. Yeah. Uh, And Nef... Well, I'll say Netflix is interested in a TV show that everyone will like. I was going to say not necessarily... We shouldn't uh, say automatically good. uh, uh, Fucking... (laughs) Alright. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think I think it'll, I think it'll work out. I think it's going to be an interesting show to check out. Uh, and I think I think so as well. Like as as weird as I'm being about it, it's just because I can only think of every other period drama I've seen, and so I'm just like, yeah. period drama. I think what in anticipation, either pretty soon or at least when you get closer to when this comes out, um, we should definitely check out Signal because this is a, a cause once we start. I think well, once we decide, and we'll have to just we'll have to start getting back to it soon. Once we do get back to like doing our K drama reviews, we're gonna have to put Signal in there because uh, there, there's it has a lot of uh, uh, has a lot of buzz around it. it has it's very acclaimed. It, it's very uh, and apparently it is quality, so mm-hmm. we'll have to check it out uh, yeah. just to you know kind of compare and see if uh, we're excited about this the this guy's storytelling. So, okay, yeah. I mean I'm down. I'm fucking down. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Speaking of speaking of good things to expect from uh, Korean broadcasters, um, Korean broadcasters may be sh- making a shift towards multiple season format. Um, pre-production and season format many years ago these th- these were thought to be impossible in the Korean television industry the perception of pre-production changed with the major hit Descendants of the Sun uh, and now Korean TV might be moving into the area of multiple season formats as well uh, neighborhood lawyer Joe Dudhull is one of the dramas currently planning a second season Park Shin Young will be returning for the second season the other cast members are currently in talks uh, Age of Youth uh, a show I've talked about and Drinking Solo have also announced the second season and are negotiating for the return of the full cast. Uh, How You Hit Winter Sonata is another drama preparing a second season, which that came out in 2009. It's kind of a, it's a big gap between two seasons, but that, that's interesting. Uh, one of Korea's most notable multiple season dramas is TVN's Rude Miss Young A, which began in 2009 and continues to star the same main character and actress. Uh... Okay, I'm I'm intrigued by that. Another example is the school series, which began in 1999, will air its seventh season in 2017. That was more like a every, every once in a while it comes back with that. Other dramas with more than one season, but a change in cast is Mrs. Cop, Goon, Iris, and Dream High, and things like that. Um, multiple seasons. It goes on to talk about variety shows and things like that. Uh, shift in format is also a result of. Uh, changing media landscape with the rise in mobile leading to shorter content with more variety. However, it is still almost unheard of to begin producing a show with more than one season in mind. Uh, interestingly, dramas get a season. Blah blah. blah. Uh, so it, it's it's so yeah. There's a couple of things that they're talking about in here that could be very confusing for you if you're not familiar with how Korean TV works. So yeah. um, when it comes to dramas generally, um, so, they're yeah. filmed in a kind of flash in the pan way yeah, where as like, like they try to shoot as much shit as possible um, and put it in a can. Um, yeah, so they, they do it. usually like the week. So like the Korean like the, yeah. the the traditional format is that they will shoot uh they will have two episodes a week and those episodes will be shot that week. <laughs> Earlier mm-hmm. that week. Shot, produced and put out that week. Uh and the, So if you're wondering why all K dramas look the same 
If we wonder why all K dramas <laughs> look the same, it's because they hardly ever have post production time. So they just kind of right. go through the same routine. Or even even what I was going to say, which is pre production time. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. And a there's lot of the, <laughs> Yeah, there's just production. A lot of that is so that they, it's, the excuses are given are so they can react to viewer feedback uh, and adjust the storylines uh, uh, accordingly. Of course, that's the other reason why Korean dramas are all mediocre and look the same and have the same storylines. Because as soon as something is different and it's like, oh, wait, no, they don't like it perfectly and they don't love it. Let's readjust and go back to the status quo. Uh, yeah. Everything. That's why you've ever watched a, a show that looked intriguing from the first couple of episodes and then get just veered right into the middle of the road. Uh, a few episodes in, that's why it happened. Uh, it mm-hmm. happened to producers, uh, which started, God, I'm still, as much as I actually ultimately liked the show just fine, the idea of a Parks and Rec slash The Office, but in a Korean variety show setting, was exciting for me. It was, it was going to be fun. But then it just kind of like, oh, they, 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 they didn't get monster perfect feedback and they got a little pushback because they dared to try a new idea so they just veered into a regular korean drama uh and it's like i I think uh but now so that with that being said okay that's how you you usually do those and usually they're one-offs it's like but which is yeah so which is not unique to korea that's something that happens in many parts of asia uh, South in, in many parts of Europe as well. Many in South America, a lot of you know novellas are one-offs. Uh, there was only one season of Marimar uh, mm-hmm. or Maria del Barrio. Granted, a lot of those shows that Talia was in were basically the same show, but still, there's only one season of each of those. Uh, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I watch like watch. Like, uh, but yeah, a lot of the shows they got like in, in, a lot of the telenovelas are the same way. A lot of in other places. So the single season format is not unique to Korea, and you can't like ascribe it to them just yet, just that. Right. And I don't and blame comes, them for having some shows like that. And I think having continuing to have many shows like that is just fine. I think that would be great. Yeah, because like take. Take Coffee Prince, which is a really, which is a show that we we love and praise a lot, right? Like, if you tried to come around for a second season of that, I think yeah. <laughs> would it just been weird, yeah. or 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 like just a continuation of? I I, I think it's a good love story yeah. where you start and end it, right? Yeah. And things um, like My Lovely Samson. And I will, yeah, I'll, I think those things are good for where they are, where they stand, and how they they work. But when you start to talk about the production side of things and how flash in the pan it is and like there's no pre-production time and like PD said, there's no post-production time, like there's no think time. And then that's yeah. the other thing they hit on when they hit when they start to talk about variety shows, because variety shows are a whole other monster because there is no stop time at all. It is yeah. all constant production. It's it's 
it's hit your mark, record, edit, put on TV, hit your mark, record, edit TV, uh, give the writers maybe a couple of hours to come up with a fucking concept before everybody shows up on on set or at location, like, you know, yeah. and just constantly. Uh, uh, did we do that last? Week? I don't I don't know, man. I don't I didn't have time to fucking think <laughs> like, yeah. like put uh, them in costumes and roll them down a hill. <laughs> yeah. we, did that, like, we did that. Uh, uh, fucking three months ago. Fuck. Um. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's having that little time to work on things. But I think it, uh, going back to the single season format, I think still having shows with that in mind is fine. But when I, and I talked about before how I would want more seasons of some shows or some ideas, it's very easy to like look at shows that were made with one season in mind in the first place and think that they didn't need a second season, which is fine, which is, it's true. But it's also, you could stop to think about some of the shows that even if you can't help, you can't think of a way it could come back for a second season, you could also think of a way it could have been written from the beginning mm -hmm. with a second or third or multiple seasons in mind. Because they were written from the <laughs> beginning to be just a one season. But if they were written... With a with a seasonal arc, but with with growing hints of something of a bigger arc that could tie that could be brought into and tied into you know uh, multiple seasons or you know like it's like uh, Iris. Well, Iris was uh, a show that because of the high production that that was a once in a lifetime opportunity, but that could have been written with multiple season or like uh, dude, like, Air Air so City. Air City. Let, let's uh, let's shit on Iris just a little bit, right? <laughs> like, let's. <laughs> you you hit, you hit a trigger point for me, right? I I think that first season of Iris is amazing, right? And you have a show that had really high production value, hit a lot of good marks, and did a lot of interesting things, but they kind of rushed it, right? Because they wanted to hit this mark and then coming off of that they were like oh shit we made a lot of money like what if we do it again and then you end up in this weird place where you together and you don't hit the same points of creativity or interest that you did the first time around and then the second time around it seems mediocre because it was rushed whereas maybe if you go Coming into that first set, you go, well, what if we do this to this mark? Introduce a new character, start here, go there, and then end, take some time, come back, continue from here, hit these marks, unlock these kind of things in writing and production and style and shit like that, kind of see where we lay after those and then kind of taper off all along, you know, do things like yeah, that. you know, like, like you could have done a lot more interesting shit if you knew yeah. you had a multiple season format with that show going into it rather than doing the sing single season format, realizing you hit a mark, realizing you made a bunch of money and then trying to create that magic again, you know, yeah. like you, that show could have been a Korean 24, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and like you like, can you can do all that, plant those seeds, and then if it doesn't work out, just wrap it up like you did and 
wrap up the season arc and just say goodbye. Like, just mm-hmm. like how most shows are written with like a fairly finite season ending that could be tied. You know, that, that, that happens in American TV all the time. Uh, even like a, a, a fairly, uh, harmless comedy show like Modern Farmer, uh, I talked about it, uh, which was the one with Yonki and uh, Honey Lee. That one was a fun, funny yeah. show, but so like they had to fit like an entire drama and romance arc into like that into it so hard, and like <laughs> there was a point where things turned, and then there was a lot of things happening, and then the show ended. <laughs> and it's like it was a it, was, it just. It could they could have like had some they could have spaced it out all throughout all that first season had a nice little turning point like most sitcoms like the the wither won't they leave that as a thing that is a constant thing throughout the show uh with yeah. more moments of connection instead of having to rush it like a few episodes before the end of the shows because you have to create the romance all, all all the way and then just have a bunch of different episodes where they do wacky things I don't know that. It, I think I think that at the end of the day, it's just uh, we're we're looking at Korean TV has a lot to learn about how to make TV because, <laughs> like, for example, they're the only ones that make dramas the way they do. Anywhere. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's silly. It's silly because um, I, I can understand the single season formats, but the production is just dumb. Like produce at least give unless you're a and I can understand if it is a literally a on like a like a uh, theater style sitcom like a Big Bang Theory like a those sitcoms because those there's no, yeah. you don't have multiple sets you don't have to move around crews you just show up to the stage record for a couple of days and you know you can cut that in a couple of days and and call it a day like there's not much lighting changes there's no produ- post production that needs to be done you just edit and you're done but if you're doing these like on on location shoots and are like that need all this production and then you leave no time for post production i don't know korean television needs to learn a lot and i hope that there's there's because there's and it's a shame because there's talent there and there, it's that talent is getting scouted by netflix so you know it, it's you know not just for movies but for TV shows. So it's not the talent that the talent isn't there. It's not that it's an inferior country that can't you know make quality television. It's just that you know, like a lot of TV stations, even in America, they just can't. They just are slow to take risks. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to change what. You, I mean, especially when it's what you know and what's been working for you for multiple years, you know. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah, to do that, it's really really hard to do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Hopefully, there's a, a sign of good things to come for 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 the content that we watch. Uh, that we watch and they watch. Hopefully, improvement and more quality, which is good. Uh. But yeah. Moving on. Speaking of uh, being forced to change the way you do things from the way you've always had, uh, this is exciting. I mean, well, this is interesting uh, and could be very cool and exciting if it's actually enforced. 
which there's always just a question about that. Uh, FTC regulates six unfair terms in Korean entertainment company contracts. Uh, the Fair Trade Commission in Korea has stepped in to regulate the contracts of trainees, uh, mentioning six areas of unfair terms and conditions, eight uh, unfair terms and conditions. Eight entertainment companies with assets over $10 million were identified specifically. Uh, and you never guess who. Uh, SM, YG, JYP, what? FNC, what? Cube, what? Lowen, <gasps> DSP Media, and Jellyfish. I know. I, I could have sworn J- YG was a tight-knit family that all loved each other and not, not some evil corporation. <laughs> fucking company saying oh jyp all treat their their artists perfectly and love them and take care of them you know fucking because you know that's what mo- motherfuckers do online fucking stay in twitter standing companies there's a bunch of k-pop fans that will like worship corporations oh yg family bullshit uh Uh, yeah, here's the, here are the six, uh, articles greatest that bit ever, on. dude. Yeah. Uh, these are the what? six. No, <laughs> no. JYP Alpha is the best and the most kind, uh, uh boss ever. Uh, right. PDM is the best. No, but the Korean, so, so when you hear FTC, I understand. This is an American show. You're going to think of the American. No, there's a Korean FTC motherfucker. Stop. Um, stop that Twitter post right the fuck now. Uh, <laughs> um, so, no, the Korean Federal Trade um, Fair Trade Commission has stepped yeah. in and is uh, they've been doing this for a while. But I think this is the first time they've had enough clear consciousness or or not consciousness but just evidence and through all the research that they've been doing because we we've been talking about all these these uh rumors and and talks that have been kind of going on about the government looking into the k-pop industry um but we just haven't been hearing a lot from it as yeah. far as regulations have come, we've and we've had a lot of fines lot, here and there. Lot, yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of it is well, you know, it's 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 that thing of like, yeah, they can look into it, but it's also one of their biggest important uh, soft uh, diplomacy tools that they yeah. rely on. Like they kind of right. are also they also bankroll a lot of the K-pop. Uh, promotion and things like that so it's uh so it's, it's so it's interesting hard to, to see be this. like it's just hard for you and i understand it from a from a certain standpoint where it's like you're like hey no this is a great thing for us if, if you guys do this correctly so we we think you can can handle yourselves and you know and then you close that door and you open it back up and you're just like why why is the room on fire what happened <laughs> like i'm gonna close the door again <laughs> like <Yes>. oh sh- <laughs> like oh i gotta I go in there and do was... something about this now <laughs> like like fuck yeah um, all right so, all right so let's just, let's get that to it let's talk about fire. these actual these actual cla- clauses yeah. clauses uh which is uh 
Honestly, it's it's intriguing, but it shouldn't be surprising that it shouldn't be surprising that anybody that's followed K-pop beyond a certain point. Uh, but yeah, number one, imposing excessive penalties on contract cancellation. Uh, according to KFTC, uh, YG Entertainment, JYP Entertainment, FNC Cube, Jellyfish, and DSP Media were imposing contract cancellation penalties of two to three times the amount invested in the trainee. Uh, considering that the usual, con- usual contract lasts three years, uh, the penalty would amount to as much as 150 million won, so like 130 grand or something like that. Uh, which, if you're like a trainee or somebody who just debuted, you ain't got that money. Uh, you ain't yeah. got a hundred grand. You ain't got a grand. Uh, you ain't got a hundred thousand won. <laughs> uh, KTC, K, KFTC, uh, judged the penalty to be excessive. Yeah. And changed the clause to demand only the amount directly invested in the training. As in the money you paid them to make them, they had to pay it back, which is fair. <laughs> um, uh, which I, I get, I believe, I think that's fair. Uh, forcing artists to renew their contract after expiration. Uh, okay, again, penalties even after your contract has expired. Uh, JYP, Cube, and DSP Media pressured their artists to renew their contracts after expiration or first them to return a sub and double the amount invested in them. Uh, KFTC modified the clause, allowing companies to only begin preliminary negotiations with the artists upon the expiration of the contract uh again big penalties to force you to resign uh or keep you signed canceling contracts uh, and here here's the thing like you would think well you know they they make it tough for you to leave voluntarily but at least they make it tough you know at least it would be tough for them to drop you right Nah, canceling contracts immediately without notice uh, the clause permitting agencies to immediately cancel a contract without prior notice uh, was changed to include a grace period given the two parties time to work out their conflicts. This clause was previously part of contracts of ON, YG, Cube, JYP, and DSP. So, they, so it was like being an at-will. You know how in some places we are an at-will employee? They could fire you mm-hmm. and you could just quit. Well, they had the they can fire you part, but you can't just quit. <laughs> Yeah, they could fire you like that, but you want to leave on your own. That's a whole other story. Uh, Cancel contracts for ambiguous reasons. Uh, The clause that allowed SM Entertainment, FNC, and DSP to cancel a contract based on unclear or arbitrary reason was removed. You got to actually give a reason to to give you to to uh, uh, to fire you as a trainee. Uh, Forcing trainees to pay penalties immediately. Clause forcing trainees to pay penalties immediately upon infringement of the contract was changed to stri- actually follow was changed to follow Korean civil law. <laughs> like uh, we're going to change this so it actually has, follows the law, uh, limiting jurisdiction jurisdiction over legal cases to the Seoul Central District Court, uh, and just kind of you know, uh, kind of centralizing uh, where thing these things were handled. Uh, yeah, shouldn't be surprised that some of these were already a part of contracts, but it can't be. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be surprised, but it's it's nice to see that these are things that are happening for specifically trainees. Uh, because it's something that you know has to be, has to be a bigger force on behalf of the trainees to step in because of the mm-hmm. power dynamics there. 
Like the power dynamics there, it's this big corporation with your hopes and dreams in their hand. And you're this like 14, 15 year old, 13, 12 year old hoping for and dreaming of being a star and with an overeager parent and knowing that, or at least feeling that if you made a stink about anything, they'd be like, okay, then I guess you don't want to be with us. Bye. So it's like, they just make you sign anything. Um, how how do you how do you feel about what what are your thoughts? Um, good first step, but I still think there needs to be more regulation, um, on how these things are done because we we've constantly, uh, especially in in covering K-pop now and and kind of paying attention to it more, have constantly seen the struggle for for people to leave groups and sometimes it works out well sometimes it doesn't um you know like especially if you can get the media attention it can work out well for you uh but there's you know there's probably a list of people that it doesn't work out for and they constantly have to go from from place to place probably you know like there's probably this thing for certain people that we've watched go from company to company where you're leaving one company so you're you take money from that that next company that you jump into to pay off that other company like now you're even in more debt to this this new company and shit like that like and it's just kind of a lot of shit that's just going on that it just doesn't need to exist um you know because a lot of times yeah you you go to these tryouts and, you, and you're trying out as this person but it's not on you to like like the amount of money that they claim that they put into to train and regulate you is like bullshit you know like like the the arbitrary numbers that they come up with a lot of times are are just pure bullshit and i don't even it it upsets me um i i love the industry i love what i what the industry produces i just don't i'm not i'm starting to fall out of love with the industry that is producing it um and it's it's hard you know so i'm glad that this is a a first step but this best not be the last step because more steps need to be made. Um, you need to start holding them more accountable for these things. There needs to be just I think there just needs to be better representation for the the, the trainees. Like there needs to be some kind of just blanket representation that that anytime a company brings in trainees that somebody is just checking over the p's and q's like and i think that just is what needs to exist the third party that just checks over those things and is like all right what do you want them to sign let me look at it uh this is not right (laughs) you need to take this back and and not fucking ever have a person sign this in their fucking life um you know yeah i think that's just what it is yeah i i think it's it like i said it's a first step the next step is actually enforcing it Yeah, that's that's the important thing. The, the next step is actually enforcing it because that's that's it's it's that that imp- uh, that missing second step for of a lot of things in Korean entertainment, which is and and uh, law, which is that enforcement. 
actually having the guts in for it though, so uh i don't know i'm I, i'm crazy i i i've likened uh k-pop to sports so much at this point with these trainees kind of being like a baseball farm system that i kind of just want uh the k-pop players association uh and the, the owners uh to have to sign a, a fucking uh collective bargaining agreement like it's a like it's a sports league like uh have to have like uh enforced uh you know uh enforced a, an enforced disabled list like you know uh veteran minimums <laughs> uh things like that yeah i don't know some crazy like that uh and and it would also make it easier for us to make a fantasy uh, idol game uh a fantasy idol site uh I still want it. Uh, yeah. Still want Fantasy Idol. I still want Fantasy Idol. I just got to figure out how to quantify all of that. <laughs> what, 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 what would be our stats? Uh, but that would be, be for another time. That's a discussion for another yeah. time. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, broke-ass mu- uh, musicians, uh, this is a very cool, funny... But I I I opening moment uh, that happened recently at the Korean uh, Music Awards, uh, which uh, if you kind of know anything about it, uh, the the different awards. This is one that would be uh, some people will call it more akin to the Grammys. Uh, I would call I would still call the maybe the Golden Disc Awards more like the Grammys because the the Grammys are relevant. So are those. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Korean Music Awards are very respected, uh, in, and they had him recently. I know that Love Exterio were uh, nominated, which is awesome, and uh, Annie got to attend, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, artist sells her trophy during Korean Music Awards. Uh, on February 28th, 2017, uh, South Korean musical artist Lee Lang, uh, uh, acceptance speech during Korean Music Awards went viral on social media. Uh, she had just won Best Folk Song Award for her song Playing God. Uh, in the widely circulated video, Lee said, My income in January was 420,000 won, or $370. Not just for my music sales, but the total. Uh, thankfully, I made 960,000 won in February. It's difficult to make a living as an artist. So she made she made eight hundred seventy bucks in January, eight hundred fifty bucks in February. Um, that's not a lot of money. Uh, I no. made more than that, <laughs> and I work a part time job. Uh, it is difficult to make a living as an artist. It would be have been great if there was some prize money to this award, but it is not the case. So I think I'll have to sell this trophy, which she did. Uh, could turn into a sales pitch in an auction. If you look at this item closely, there's a cube shaped Korean Music Award trophy. Uh, I don't know how much it costs to produce them, but this, since my rent is 500,000 won, we'll start the bid from there. A man in the audience eventually raised his hand and brought the trophy on stage, paying Lee in cash. Publicity stunned or not, Lee's speech was playful yet telling. While the life of an artist is difficult anywhere, Notable notable artists have actually passed away in South Korea in part due to financial difficulties. Uh, in, in 2010, in debut Lee Jin, Jin Won, a.k.a. Moonlight Fairy, the Grand Slam Homer, 
uh died from the from brain hemorrhage from died from a brain hemorrhage because he had not received proper care on time uh dr others he was found 30 hours after his initial collapse um he was a factor for musician rights uh, no, a notion of copyright and fair compensation for artists is still immature in South Korea. The share that musicians get from online music sales after the distribution company's chunk is ridiculously small. The market price for a single MP3 file is 701 or 62 cents. Uh, yeah, like that, that's how much uh, MP3s cost uh, to buy. And our, our creators get an average of 301 after fees. Whenever a song is streamed, the musician gets 4.21. Something like a third of a cent. Uh, so y'all bitching about Spotify uh, revenue. Keep bitching because that's, that's ridiculous too. But this is even more ridiculous. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it was a fun, it was an intriguing moment. But definitely like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, a, it's rough, right? Because it's just, it's hard to get into any kind of creative expression medium and make a living at it. Um, because it just, you know, um, it, 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 it's a rough living no matter what level you're on, unless you're on the, the level of 1%, you know? Um, so it's always hard because you either have to constantly be working, which for a songwriter, you either have to constantly be writing songs and selling songs and then having contract negotiations of how to be, you know, forever making money on that song which means if you're constantly doing that you're not creating new things you're just constantly trying to live off of the current creations you made and it's sometimes it's hard for creative people like like i know a lot of creative people that they're really creative and they're really good at being creative but then when it comes to trying to do the business part of being creative it, that's where they struggle because that's just not their medium you know um so for these people they con you know almost harks back to the thing we were just talking about with these trainee contracts where they get nickel and dimed and to a certain extent they just have to be okay with it because they don't either have the knowledge or the desire to want to fight to, to do the business part, you know? Um, yeah. And then, you know, even, even, even if you do, you, you end up in situations like this where you're making like a percentage of a percentage off of your creation, you know, but the people who drafted the contract are making the bigger percentage off of your creation uh, because that's what they excel at, you know, and they have the control of the medium and the market. Uh, so it it always I'm, I will always be on the side of the, the creative um, and I, I just 
I, I hope things start to catch up more and more and more and more for people in general, especially for background creative people, like people who are just songwriters and maybe not always necessarily writers and performers. Um, you know, because some people live and die on the like, like it's all about how the song is performed, not who wrote the song. But if you didn't have somebody to write the song, you wouldn't have the song to perform in the first place. And I think everybody should get fucking paid equally for their part in the contribution. Like, um, and so it's just, it's just hard, dude. It's just hard. And fucking greed is a monster that exists and will always exist. And like, it's just hard to, you know, to do this, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, it's going to be, it's intriguing. I mean, we know creative people and we know that, uh, it's it's hard to kind of commit to being creative full time, but mm-hmm. especially especially know, it, it's so because like uh, yeah the Korean indie scene isn't huge unless you're making coffee shop music and uh, or OSTs or shit like that or you're on like yeah. K-pop star like uh, it's it's a struggle like you know we. we known people I know like uh, and I've, had, I've had conversations about the struggle with any of, of love exterior like uh yeah i mean the the, the sometimes it's a, a calculating uh sacrifice over what you know where is, if the money's worth it or you know having to pay your bills and things like that uh i mean they've been fortunate they've been able to kind of stick to their guns on a lot of things uh but yeah like it's 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 hard out there. It's hard out there for a pimp. Uh, it's it's yeah, and and yeah, it's like I fucking. I will say one thing, and we can talk about like there's a lot of things like you know unfair distribution. Korean uh, MP3 sites fucking sixty two cents is way too little for a fucking MP3. It's a buck, the buck, a dollar, a a, a thousand one. That's less than a dollar. A thousand one, like it's a round number. Chanan, simple, like fucking seven hundred. Like that. That's too cheap. That's too little. Like and and it's tough because when there's a race to the bottom, a lot of people lose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, especially with a, with a market that is so, that is so digital heavy. Like Korea is a, uh, the mainstream is a digital streaming market. So just like us, just like here in the States. Yeah. I don't know. know. We're not over there, so we can't know for sure what will be the right solution, but we just want to hope and Hope for the best for for all the really talented creative people that are struggling over there. Just yeah, to make a living, make music, or just anywhere in general, man. It's it's just fucking. It's hard out here for a creative. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Pimpin rough, ain't dude. Pimpin ain't easy. Um, Especially when you don't have the desire to pimp, you just have the desire to create. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's hard, you know. Like it yeah. legitimately is. Like, like gonna, even yeah, even it's... even from our own perspective, I love making podcasts. I love I love the making game videos and streaming. But like, 
the whole what you have to do to make money at that is so yeah. like oh, yeah. draining to think about for me. Like and there are other people who can do those that, things. Yeah. Well, yeah, there are other people right who can do things and like like we're like for example, we're doing K pop media coverage all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a way we're supposed to be doing K pop content. We're supposed to talk about we're supposed to doing be doing reaction videos uh of s- specific artists and what we're supposed to do is get really ex- fake excited about those artists and their videos and uh talk only positively about them. And mm-hmm. you know and that'll be not try to have well formulated thoughts like or you're supposed to sit in a room ha- have all the views. Yeah. Right. We we, we should be yes. sitting in, oh my God, We should be yes. sitting in that corner of PD's room that has all the posters behind it and have the video down in the corner and then just sit there like oh shit. Oh what? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That that would do have a whole lot of just fake reactions but... for views because uh, that gets you attention <laughs> and gets you uh press press uh stuff. Yeah. yeah. JRE. I mean, but there's that. There's the business aspects of that which i just i don't care i don't want to think about i just want to sit here with my friend and talk about k-pop in a very well thought out fucking like actual human nature um that people would do and this is this is who we are this is what we do when we put microphones in front of each other this is what we would how we would talk about it if we didn't put microphones in front of each other there'd probably be well less formulated sentence and thoughts sometimes but it's just it is what it is you know so it, it's it's legitimately hard, you know. Not that there um, shouldn't be, yeah, and it's not to say there shouldn't be a work involved. There shouldn't be a hustle. To, uh, we like we shouldn't hustle if we want to make it work. Like there, there needs to yeah. be work. There's always needs to be work. Like you have to be able to put in the in the sweat at sweat uh, sweat equity uh, mm-hmm. into it. Uh, which I, I mean, I don't do enough of in this podcasting thing, and I'm sure you know it's a big factor. And uh, but I understand that. Uh, yeah, and you but can see, do that see, without compromising your creativity. But that's a different, you know, that that's on a different plane, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but it's still on this on this this level of I like to create. And creating is fun, but there is a different aspect to it when you start to make money from it, you know. Um, and it's just it's a it's a different it becomes a different monster, you know, um, than than what it is initially. And, yeah. and then the risk is it, that it's, suddenly suddenly the creativity stops being fun, and that's the scariest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't know, it, it's. It's an interesting fun ride and I'm I'm glad I'm a part of it. Um but it's it when you hear stories like the one we just read where you're like there's this person who is within a medium that produces money, it just creates money and they're part of that that machine but they're not getting their due hurts. It it like that physically I physically feel that. Like that's rough, man. Like yeah on so many levels and and yeah it could be it could be a publicity stunt but at the same time it does draw focus to the fact that that is a thing 
either way. Like whether it actually affects that particular person or not, fuck that. That is a legitimate thing that is happening. And that, and it draws focus to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all the best to to our, our creative friends out there Mm -hmm. making it work, Mm -hmm. doing the hustle. Um, yeah. Uh, that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of Hello Juku. Uh, Kaz, what, what, what do you got going on in the world? Uh, more podcasts, Sports Odds and Ends, the sports show that I do with my good friend JVZ and our mutually good friend DJM, uh, who produces the show for us and chimes in from time to time when we have interesting things to talk about. Well, talk about um, them heat. We we did talk about the heat a little bit. We also talked about um, Kyrie Irving and how he thinks the world is flat. Yes. Um, How LeBron was tired last this weekend. We don't we don't talk about LeBron. (laughs) ESPN does that enough. (laughs) The at the heat at the heat uh, when the heat co-hosted the Cavs and it was uh, Kyrie and LeBron were resting. uh, The the heat uh, the crowd started. Started a LeBron is tired chant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sports odds and ends. Sports odds and ends. Uh, BKG Welp, the show that is a show that I struggle with every day of my life. Because <laughs> um, it's a bigger project than me, and I just it it. It, it gets away from me sometimes. So I love that show. Go check that show out. Go check out Sports Odds and Ends. Um, and the random time me and DJM decide to do Two Nerdy Black Guys because that's our therapeutic show where we just come and fucking get the world off of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing the same things. Uh, uh, you know, he's a King Kaz. I'm at PD Rave. I'm doing all of the same things. I'm doing this in Record Breakers. That's the only thing I got going on. Other than the fact that uh, next week I'm going to be at South by Southwest, I could promise a lot of things, but I I never end up coming through with these coming through. You know, coming uh, correct on those promises. So I'm not going to bother. Uh, but I will be out there, and I will post on Instagram, and I will post on Twitter, and I'll 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 at least do that. So you can follow yeah. along my adventures to South by Southwest, especially a K-pop night out, which is is going to prove to be an interesting night uh, uh, and some interesting acts to see. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun uh, to be had in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the show is uh, Halijuku. Uh, it's kpoppodcast.com, halijuku.com, uh, rebellion.net for this and the other show. Rebelli TV on YouTube, on 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 Twitch, and other things. Well, didn't they tell you? Don't you know? Uh, yeah. So subscribe, like, share, do uh, all the things. Uh, until next time. Awesome service. Crazy!
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> that for some random reason, I, I I looked in the in the piano bar just as fucking pet vet. As soon as we finished talking about it, typed out like, "Yo, that new B two, that new B two B song is dope, though." <laughs> so I was just like, mm, "No." <laughs> Yeah, I also uh, remember that uh, our, my, my, I triggered, I kind of semi-triggered myself in bringing up Iris uh, because I, I, I suddenly remembered Yuki again. <laughs> Yuki! Suddenly got mad at Top again for killing Yuki. I mean, why do you have to kill Yuki? <laughs>